This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 16th of July. Justin, TikTok has just entered a very exclusive club. It has now been downloaded 3 billion times. The only other two non-gaming apps that have done this so far are Facebook and Instagram. In other big news, Brett, Aussie women are making history. Mm. 53% of solicitors in Australia are now women. And every state and territory are reporting more women lawyers than men for the first time ever. We like that, Justin. Three really lovable stories today. Let's do it. For our first. Sydney Airport has officially turned down a $22 billion buyout from three private investors. Siri, play Beyonce Deja Vu. Brett, didn't we just talk about this? What is the story? (laughs) A few days ago, we spoke about a group of investors banding together in an attempt to buy Sydney Airport. Those investors offered Sydney Airport a 42% premium on the pre-bid share price. And that... That means... That means the offer was 42% higher than what the share price was just before they made the offer. So isn't that um, a good thing? Not exactly. For context, pre-pandemic, Sydney Airport's share price was $8.95. And the big premium by the investors was just $8.25. So Sydney Airport's board reckons that the offer was an opportunistic bid from the investors. And the investors were really just looking to snag a bargain <laughs> while the airport was down in the dumps because of COVID travel bans. So what's the key learning here? The higher the price paid, the more the buyer needs to squeeze out of its investment in order to make a return. Mm. Think about it, Brett. Investors, like super funds, make investments to extract the highest possible return. So the more they pay for the airport, let's say, the more they will need to recoup to cover their purchase price. And for airports, there are a few ways they can increase their revenue. Firstly, Juzzy Boy, they can increase the number of flights to and from the airport. Secondly, they can increase the fee to airlines who are using their runway and parking their jumbo planes. Or thirdly, they can increase the cost to consumers for things like parking. And Brett, since there are restrictions around flight numbers at Sydney Airport, it means that hikes to existing fees could be the path if the takeover is successful down the track. We'll have to keep an eye on this one, Jazzy mm-hmm. Boy. For our second story, the Zuck is dishing out cash to Facebook and Instagram's star creators as competition heats up in the social media market. When TikTok goes high, Facebook goes even higher. Mm. What is the story here? Well, Flux fam, as we mentioned off the top of the pod, TikTok reached a whopping 3 billion <laughs> global downloads. And as a result, Facebook is fighting for top creator talent on its platforms. They're going to invest a massive $1.3 billion into keeping their talent. Which it has showed no love to over <laughs> the years. And they're also luring talent away from other platforms onto its own. Justin, here's how it works. Content creators who are invited to the bonus program will receive cash in return for hitting certain miles. What milestones are we talking? We're talking like broadcasting a certain number of hours, kind of like KPIs in the corporate world. And of course, Instagram's bonus programs will also incentivize creators to post on Reels, aka its version of TikTok. Ah, yes. So what is the key learning here? With the social media industry so saturated right now, the game has completely changed. You see, no longer do platforms hold the power, Justin. It's the creators who do. So B-Man, big tech players need to up their offensive game to attract and keep social media personalities. Because it's these creators and personalities who keep users engaged. And as we know, more user engagement equals more money for the platforms. 
For our third and final story, Levi's has capitalized on the death of skinny jeans in a big way, and its shares are up 46% this year because baggy denim returns. I literally forgot what wearing actual clothes felt like during COVID. <laughs> what is the story here? All right, we know Levi's is the American denim jeans company, founded 168 <laughs> years ago. It's got over 2,500 stores worldwide. Now, Justin, Levi's had a pretty rough 2020. Mm-hmm. Sales dropped big time as people just didn't want to wear jeans. But one year makes a big difference. This year, Levi's made a whopping $87 million comeback. That's because us humans felt ready to finally trade out the trackies for the denim. But instead of us making the full transition back to normal clothes, consumers want to mimic their comfy sweats, but in clothing. Cue the balloon pants, a baggier denim fit that's completely sold out. And it's been a massive turnaround for Levi's. So what is the key learning here? When fashion trends change, fashion retailers are presented with big commercial opportunities. It's a fact. Skinny jeans are done and the new (laughs) denim cycle of baggy jeans is here. And this could mean big bucks for big retailers. That's because when people change their jeans, they also change what they wear with those jeans. We're talking new shoes, new tees, new jackets. Which means dollar signs for retailers. Plus, according to the CEO of Levi's, nearly 40% of people say they no longer fit into their clothes from last year. I guess that COVID will uh, do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Which means extra incentive to shop around for a new baggy pair of jeans. new denim cycle is here, Justin, and you, my friend, really need to catch up. (laughs) Flux family, Stop what you are doing right now and have a look at your phone, open it up and hit follow on this very podcast. You don't want to miss a second of the latest business news or be caught out at work. You'll be smarter than that boss of yours in literally no time. Hit follow or subscribe. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.